Yeah, absolutely. So branding is just a fancy way of saying your reputation. Hey, entrepreneurs, are you going full speed just trying to keep up? Do you feel you have more losses than wins? For years, I was rushing to get to the next thing. There was always something that I had to learn before the thing I actually needed to learn. I felt like I was running in the wrong direction and moving even further away from my goals. So the big question is, how do you stop the craziness? How do you get to your next win? Well, this podcast will give you the answer. Join me on my journey as we have real conversations about struggles, successes, and tips so we can get you quicker, faster results, no fluff, and get you to your next win now. Hey everyone, it's Chris Ward. Welcome to another episode of Win the Hour, Win the Day. Today is an exciting day. We have Kate Obert, on the show. Now, listen in, guys. This is going to be fun. Kate is a brand strategist, and you may have heard of Kate on a number of other podcasts. And, you know, she just really leaves some really solid tips and messaging behind. So, we really want to listen to everything she has to say. And today, she's going to get you, you know, in the front of the line as far as your audience goes and make sure that you are really truly seen and that's what we're going to dive into and we're just no nonsense we're going to get right in right away kate welcome to the show hi thank you so much for having me oh kate i'm super excited so listen this is something i i'm really interested in because i do see a lot of people misunderstand what branding is so you're a brand strategist and i know from my experience that so often people relate that to just like your logo and your colors. And it's a really superficial understanding of what it's about. So why don't you expand on that? Cause clearly you know more about it than I do. Yeah, absolutely. So branding is just a fancy way of saying your reputation. So it's how other people perceive you. It's the foundation. It's what I like to call the soul of your brand. Um, your tone of voice, your messaging, again, just how people perceive you. A lot of people dive right into the visual stuff. And yes, that's the first thing people see. So it is important. But the first thing when you are, when you're creating a solid brand, you have to start with the foundation. That's a really good point. Cause you know what? We all get really seduced into in the early years of our business, wanting to look professional, like a big boy and girl and all that other stuff. And I know for me, and I've talked about this a number of times because it was really such a extraordinarily long learning process for me Mm -hmm. is that, you know, I would follow suit and have a certain look when I was online, especially social media. I thought, okay, you have to present, you'd be polished, look professional. And those who worked with me behind the scenes thought I had high energy and I was fun and, you know, I was all these things and, and thank you for the compliments, but that wasn't how I presented myself online because I thought I want people to take me seriously. Mm-hmm. And now the biggest compliment I get from people that send me messages is, oh, I love your energy. And, and they, and they speak to these things that are really more authentically me yeah. and, and they're talking about my brand. And I, I stifled that because I didn't think that was the I don't know, the most professional way to show up for years. Yeah. uh, Like you are like so many people and even myself. That's how, when I first got started, I don't know if you know the Enneagram I'm type three. I like (laughs) to appear more successful than I am. It's that type of thing. And a lot of people, even if you aren't a type three, you deal with that. And so what I have learned and what I have seen so many of my clients go through is when you can be the most authentic to you, 
that's when your brand and that's when your business will grow. And authenticity doesn't mean showing up on camera, crying, airing your dirty laundry, talking about all these vulnerable things. If that's not you, then that's not authentic. Authentic just means bringing so much of you to the table. And for you, like you're very high energy. It would, you would be able to see if, if you try to be so professional and I did, <laughs> uh, there's going to be some, there's going to be some disconnect and yeah. you can feel that energy through a camera, through audio. So, you know, I've, as you said that you've seen, the more you brought yourself into yeah. your business, into your personal brand, the, the more you exploded. Now, but here I always struggle with the word authentic because I heard it for yeah. years. And of course I thought, oh, please, whatever. Because yeah. I felt I was being authentic because you know what? When I was sitting there visiting with my grandmother, I was authentic, but I was a different version of Chris. You know what I mean? Like I, she saw me a certain way and I had a certain role with her. So mm-hmm. I thought I was authentic because I was showing up my work, Chris, my professional Chris. And that's not the same as you know, standing in the kitchen on Sunday morning, making breakfast, Chris. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I, I think that, you know, that word is, you know, overused or underappreciated yeah. or something, but so when you're working, you, you work a lot of times with people who have been in business, let's say five, six years, they're, they're now kind of rebranding, which I think is obviously even more important than your original brand. Mm-hmm. Now, what are some of the mistakes that you see there? What are the hiccups and the disconnects? So a lot of people, a lot of the mistakes are the same for when people get started. It's just, they focus too much on the visual brand because that's what everyone tells you what branding is. It's how you look, which yes, but they don't actually get down to the core. And even if you've been in business five, six, 10 years, you still have to revisit that. And you need to make sure that you are quote unquote on brand, which means you need to make sure that it, um, like what you are putting out is exactly what you want people to see from you. So you do have to, as you evolve and as your company or as you evolve, your company will evolve too. So the way that you started more than likely is going to be different six years yeah. in the future. Your why, why you're in business more than likely hasn't changed, but what you're doing can kind of change as you evolve. So you just need to make sure all of that stays cohesive. So what I see a lot of my clients are they're introducing from, from when they've started, they've introduced new products. Um, they have changed as a person. I mean, I'm sure yeah. you can attest to yeah. entrepreneurship is just a personal development journey. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. You're right. Or like again, and a painful one. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Yeah. So just need to make sure that you really are clear about what your messaging is, who you're helping, um, how you want to be perceived. What's your brand essence, the adjectives and emotions people feel when they come in contact with your brand, because the brand is about feeling everyone makes a decision based off of branding. So right. You know, you might see a new pasta box, right? And you kind of like the, you like the visual brand of it, but the name of it made you think, reminded you of something that you had heard in your past. It's just unconscious. And then you're like, you just unconsciously decide that's not for you. So branding is in every decision that we make, especially unconscious. So you want to make sure that what you are putting out there really, really represents what you want people to know. And, you know, we keep coming back to the fact that the visuals aren't everything, Mm -hmm. but I know for myself, and this was again, a lesson I wish I had learned 
in less than five years. But what would happen is I would see people out there putting out stuff that was very raw or unpolished or, you know, it's like, oh, I would make it look nicer than that. And there they were making all kinds of money or doing things. And they were more like they were just getting the stuff out, getting audience feedback and then tweaking it and improving it where I would be caught up in, oh, this has to look a certain way, has to look polished and we need the colors and the cover Mm -hmm. has to look good. And of course they're making five sales and stealing all my, not stealing, earning, earning all my clients respect and money and getting new clients. And by the time I sort it out, it's kind of like, you know, they always tell you don't, when you're in school, don't be working on the title page till you wrote the essay. Mm -hmm. And, but I thought because you're being professional, I had to make sure everything looked good before I got it out. And I delayed and missed a lot of opportunities, you know, and now it's, it's still, I have to use my toes. I dig in, it hurts the pit of my stomach, but I put out stuff that, you know, is like, okay, I would like this to look better, but let's get some feedback and keep moving. So I think that's been a demise for so many of us. Mm -hmm. Oh, I completely resonate with you. That's exactly how I was in the beginning. I'm a recovering perfectionist and (laughs) done is better than perfect. And that was so, it makes me cringe sometimes even saying that still, because I am, I like things to look nice. That's the entire nature of my being is I value being around and creating a beautiful environment. But when you are starting out, you do have to just put something out there and get feedback. That's what, you know, the whole bootstrapping, bootstrap your branding in the beginning. And then when you do, when you know, like I said before, your company is going to evolve, especially in the beginning. So as it does, and as you get five, six years down the road, then that is time for a rebrand because then you can actually, you have social proof, you have proof of concept, you have people giving you feedback on things. um, And then you can take that and use that information intelligently. So then you can dig into changing the color to match your colors, your brand colors to color psychology. There's a whole thing. Behind yeah. It. Yeah. Yellow evokes, you know, zest and it's like very vibrant and fun and happy, you know, so cheerful. And thank you. I got to jump in. When I wrote my book, when the hour, when the day, that's what I wanted. I wanted hope and I wanted a new day. I wanted freshness because it's under the umbrella of productivity, even though it's very much people keep telling me it changes how they see time. And it's really yeah. about, building your team is how you build your business. You never need more time. You need more help. And yeah. so even though it's all those things, it's under the umbrella of time management. And what happens is that's such a heavy con- like systems, like a diet. And somebody's always telling you, oh, do this and reorganize that and color, you know, all this craziness that just comes at you when you're like, I'm already freaking busy. Yeah. And so I wanted it to have a hopefulness. And so I don't know if you remember my stuff is yellow, but I'm jumping in and taking that yeah. space for me anyhow. <laughs> Yeah, no, I do. And that's, and it really represents you and your brand very nicely. And I don't know if that's exactly how you start. Like, did you start with yellow or was that? No, is it, it is a rebrand. Cause you know what? It's really, that's interesting. You bring that up. Um, I have a marketing agency for over 12 years now. And here's a funny story if I can divulge all this. And when I broke, wrote, wrote when the hour, when the day, and I wrote that book, it was based on my experiences because I just grinded it out too hard mm-hmm. and there was an easier way to do it. So I, I wanted to, I was helping other people locally and I wanted to take it online. 
Well, what's happened is that's grown so much and everyone really resonates with the title. They think it's quick, it's memorable. They like the look. And so now I realized, oh my gosh, uh, I keep being told by mentors that make millions of dollars more than me is Chris, like this is chicken soup for the soul. You need everything to be win the hour, win the day. Whereas Mm -hmm. I thought it was a one-off book, like, okay, here's about productivity. So again, I had to rename my podcast because I was like, oh no, I'm not the productivity girl 10 years from now. I have other books I want to write, but they're saying, well, no, then everything should be win the hour, win the day marketing, win the hour, win the day podcast. Everything's win the hour, win the day. And you know, duh, I have a marketing agency and I would tell other people that, but you can't see, you know, you can't see in, you can only see out. But what I would say to you is when we had my marketing company, the colors are blue and that was like 12 years ago. And now it's funny. I do feel the yellow. I feel like, oh, this is a better fit for me. It's hopeful. It's sunshine. It's all this stuff. So you're right. I, once I was kind of pulled the task on that, I thought, you know what? That is a better fit for me now. Like yeah. what was I doing? Yeah. I love that. And and that's what is so cool and powerful about our rebrand is the fact that I think we all need to remember that we're allowed to change. We're allowed yeah. to evolve. We're allowed to do a rebrand. We're allowed to start out by just putting things out there and getting feedback back. And then once we get to a certain point, we're allowed to say like, Hey, this is what it is now. Like I just went, I did a rebrand with a girl and we completely switched from what she was doing, like this peach and turquoise and whatever blush color. And then she was like, I want to be this like, you know, badass business coach. Like I'm, I'm, like this is the vibe that she's creating. She wants to be very, very different. And we completely are shifting it to be black, white, gray, and like a neon because it's, right. it's like, she has so much energy. So it brings in that yellow. It's, it's like you, you're allowed to, to change and you're allowed to tell your audience too. And I think that's the thing with rebrands. You can be transparent with your audience. They're, they're going to excited for you to change and show them like what new, what newness you're going to bring to them. Yeah. And you're right. And we get caught up. Like I first thought, well, the company's 12 years old. Well, first of all, it's not like I'm Coca-Cola or Apple. And even if I was Coca-Cola changed their logo, like, you know, different versions of it, like 10 times. Same with Apple being the Mac and all that stuff, but you get caught up in the, I can't do that because like, this isn't the professional way or something, but first of all, who's keeping track right? How important do I think I am? Mm -hmm. And secondly, the biggest companies in the world do it, but you just get caught up in the, I don't know, not even business etiquette, but something like business no-nos, or you get this, the silliness in your head. Yeah. The business etiquette. That's a great lack of better phrase. Like that's totally, you think that has to be done some way, or when you're starting out, it has to be perfect. And that you, you these people don't, you just make up these stories in your head and that's what they are. They're just stories. It's not actual reality. No, you're, yeah, they, you're right. But they're, they're very detailed stories. I made up some really yeah. strong stories. So yeah. give us another, you know, now someone like you, a brand strategist, like, so is that easy peasy for you? We like to hear behind the scenes and some struggles you've had, you know, when you said, okay, I need to win now. I need to turn this around. What's something that, you know, that you said with your business? Oh, I think I'd like to be doing this better. Absolutely. Uh, well, there are so many, uh, but <laughs> to your point earlier of, what you do best for others is very difficult to do on yourself. Right. And that is something that I really, I, I found out the hard way in the beginning where I had inconsistency within my own brand because I didn't know who I was. It really got back to 
as soon as I shifted back to, all right, let's grow myself. How can I be better? How can I serve other people? And that's the other point too, of always looking of how to serve others. Because then when I'm like, how do I grow things? How do I get clients? How do I do something? I'm focused on Mm -hmm. me. So that, that is an ongoing process of continuing to make sure I'm thinking of who I want to serve and how can I serve them better? Because when I do that, yes, there could be things that I need to read certain books to make me more valuable of with the knowledge I know or things like that. Um, as soon as I start focusing on other people, things in my business just kind of fall in line. And when I was working on the branding side of things for me in the very beginning and building my personal brand, I mean, Oh geez, you could look at my Instagram way, way far back and see what I would choose how to edit a photo based on the, you could tell based on the mood I was in that day, for oh, instance, okay. it was dark and moody or light and bright, or this like rainbow or blush and gray. Like you could, it just was not consistent. And then it was as soon as I stopped consuming other people's information, cause that's huge. Like stop consuming other people's information. Right. Stop trying to figure out what you want your brand to look like and take things away. You don't need to add, just, just subtract some stuff and just talk about what you know think about who you are and then it, your brand kind of just appears. I know that's yeah, funny, but it does when you're so focused on helping and less about what I need and what my business needs, it just kind of happens because your brand is you. Yeah. And I think it's, I mean, you, you have to find your business voice, right? Mm-hmm. And we were so blessed. We had Ray Edwards on the show, like the godfather of copy, a big, big coup for us. And, you know, he, he really talks about finding your voice. And one of the things he talks about is too, like asking your customers, right? Mm-hmm. And like, it's a simple thing. If you don't know, just call your customers. In his case, he was talking about copy or what, you know, how to write to your customers, just yeah. ask them the words they use. Mm-hmm. But it does remind me now too of your brand because my clients told me these things. And then I thought, oh, those are things once you get to know me, like a fifth date thing, you know, so they told me how to, I should be representing myself by the compliments they gave me. But Mm -hmm. I thought there was sort of like two, a division online. Chris is different than behind the scenes, Chris. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's just, that's just crazy. Right. So, but it seemed like, you know, when you put your shoes on and got your coat on, like you're supposed to shoulders back, be a different person. So, you know, I wish somebody had explained to me so much sooner. So hopefully anybody is getting something out of this. Please reach out and tell us because I would like to know that my painful lessons helped somebody. Yeah, absolutely. I saw them as two different versions. So I would be putting myself out online, but in a very different way than if you were working with me. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's, it's, I love what you said is you were listening to your audience because again, the brand is how it's perceived you can control that based off of what you put out. That's the strategy part, but in it, because it's very easy to brand yourself or to get people, to get people to think what you want them to think. For instance, if I wanted to, um, if I wanted to, actually I'll give you a real time example. I didn't have like leopard print in my brand. I was so into it when I was younger. And then over time, people would always be like, why are you so dressed up? Why are you this? Why are you that? And so I just got self-conscious. So I stopped 
wearing it, stop doing anything. And then last year, as I was going through this personal development stuff of why I was, why I cared so much what people think, blah, blah, blah. I realized it's like, that's so, it's just a silly little thing like leopard print, but I was like, I love it. Like you can see I have a blanket of it, you know? So it's like, as soon as I brought that in, I kid you not, it was about two or three weeks, I would get people sending me, they'd be like out in Target and see like a leopard wine glass. It'd be like, hey, thought of you. So that's another, that's a huge example uh, or an exercise I have people do is ask your friends and family around you. Ask them what your strengths, your weaknesses, your unique ability is, but then also ask them, what do you think of when you think of me? What reminds you of me? And you know what? I want to jump in though, because I watched somebody and I will not name them, but I watched somebody who also was like an Instagram guru for lack of better words and a brand strategist. And he did this whole thing like you, but what he was teaching people was to say, find a hook and find a thing. So he would suggest you go out and then you, you say, Oh, I'm the leopard girl. And then like, it's almost like it was a false front. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? So he's saying, okay, you have to have something that stands out. And you know, he gave examples of different things of different celebrities, but those celebrities were naturally paired to that thing that they were passionate about. But he's saying, well, go out now and say, look, if you tell everyone you're fascinated by leopard, you know, leopard print, then, mm-hmm. you know, you can put it on your background. You could do this. They'll see it when they think of you. And that may be the case, but if it's not you, it's not you. Right. So Absolutely. people do that. Then they tell you to have a hook, but it's a false hook. Yeah. And that's the thing where it goes back to really figuring out at the foundation who you are. Yeah. So yes, I love leopard print, but everyone knows me for like palm leaves. I live in California. I love tropical locations. So much of my Instagram just naturally was, I'd be around a palm tree. I would have that, like, I just love it. So that was my, people know me for palm trees and leopard print. That's kind of the thing. But that, yes, that is a hook. So what he's saying- But it wasn't fabricated. Exactly. So that's the thing of figuring out who you are. What do you like? What do people already associate you with? And that's just to see, because some, like we said before, when you're so close to something, you can't, it's hard yeah. to see. So for you, like people associated the color yellow with you. Yeah. And it made sense once you found that out. So that's the thing with like, especially with rebrands, you, you can't, people have trouble being consistent with their branding because they don't really know the why. Once you know the why and you see how it's tied to the foundation, then it's very, very easy to stay consistent. Yeah. And not apologizing too, because like you said, everyone to talk to you about leopard print. So you thought, oh, they keep mentioning that. I better pull that back. And yeah. people would often tell me like, oh, I'm high energy. And I thought, oh, I'm too much. I'm coming right. at you. Mm-hmm. So then I would try to tone that down be like, okay, I'm supposed to be all grown up here right. and professional. So I'll try to talk softer. And not infusing your brand in the beginning, which it shouldn't have, but that's right. What- yeah. And then I found that I attracted people. Sometimes I would attract people that were just like me and we had a blast and they yeah. loved how clear and concise it was. We got stuff done really quickly. And then there was other people that found me too much. So I would try to soften it. And then when I got back to the first person who did like my directness and my energy, they'd say, Chris, wh- why are you wasting time? Explain that to me. Just tell me what I need to do. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I dealt with this other person yesterday. So I was ping ponging between multiple personalities, right? Yeah. Yeah, And I just realized this other person who thinks I'm too much, they're not my people. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. That's exactly yeah. within your brand, why it's so important to be very clear. So let's talk, especially within personal brands is because yeah. you're naturally going to attract the person who wants to work with you. Yeah. Who you actually want to work with because what's not fun isn't sustainable. So if you had those yeah. other 
other people that you were consistently working with that just like told you you were too much or whatever, that's going to hurt you in multiple different ways. But if you stick with the people who really resonate with you on a very authentic, here's the word again, but authentic yeah. level and match your energy, that's going to spur you on to be more creative. It's going to spur you on to have more unique offerings for your clients, like so many different things. And that's just being in alignment with who you are. So that gets back to the foundation of your brand. It kind of reminds me if you're driving along the road and you're not sure where you're going and you're slowing down, you're looking for road signs, you kind of got your foot easy on the gas because you're like, oh, it's 60 miles an hour, miles or kilometers an hour, wherever you live. And you're looking around going, oh, but I don't really know where I'm going. So I'm kind of slowing down. Mm -hmm. But once you go, oh, I know exactly where I'm going. You're going yeah. to speed limit, wind in your hair. It's all good, <laughs> right? So, so yeah. 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 And so you always got, you kind of got the pedal on pause because you're navigating between, I was anyhow, with multiple personalities and people with different needs, trying to meet them all. Whereas if I just stay in my lane with the right people who, you know, are my people and they, they appreciate what I'm doing, then I just go full speed and I just get so much done and there's no explaining because we're all in rhythm and we just go, go, go. Yeah. Oh, I love that example. It's so true. Yeah. So. Awesome. Well, it has been a treat, Kate. I have to say, we could talk to you all day long. So tell us, tell us where people can reach out and find you online. Absolutely. So uh, my website is kateobert.com. Very simple. Same as Instagram is at kate.obert. <laughs> okay, people, we are going to put that in the show notes and Obert is O-B-E-R-T, but they'll all be in the show notes. And everyone, I just, uh, I, I'll, on behalf of you, I will thank Kate for being here. I learned a lot. Hopefully you did too. So thanks again, Kate, for uh, joining us here on Win the Hour. Absolutely. Thanks. Hey listeners, I'm super excited to share this with you guys. Right now we are gearing up to launch an amazing product, the Win the Hour, Win the Day Team Builder. Want to create more results quicker and faster? Our Team Builder gives you the full playbook to hire effectively, easy, and super affordable. Get on our waiting list now at www.winthehourwintheday.com forward slash teambuilder.com.